good to talk to you today, and thank you for listening to my podcast. It just kind of dawned on me today that, you know what, normally on my podcast, I'm, I'm fairly negative. I'm usually complaining about something. And uh, honestly, if you know me in person, and if it's uh, members of the church that are listening to it, I'm, I'm not really a negative person. I don't, uh, I don't complain a lot. Um, maybe that's why I feel the need to do it on my podcast. Uh, but you, you know what, I, I, I could probably stand to um, say some positive things. I don't listen to other people's podcasts uh, too often, but um, you know, I don't know how often they talk about positive things. But uh, usually negative things uh, are things people are more interested in than positive, and that's probably not good. Uh, but I'm going to start this podcast with something positive. Um, there's a uh, concrete company. If I knew their name, I w- I'd uh, put a shout out to them. Uh, but my uh, preschool director uh, talked to this uh, this guy that uh, they go to our preschool, and uh, basically the company he works for, they just uh, put in like uh, sidewalk, dug out the side of like the hill of the ground by the side of our building, and uh, moved dirt from there to the front of our building where it was low on dirt. Uh, poured the concrete, did the concrete. They did it all for free. Um, so, you know, shout out to uh, Humanity, uh, since I don't know the name of the uh, concrete company. I really should find that out. Um, but it's just a, it's a nice thing when people still do nice things for other people in this world and for churches. I have to be honest, I don't, I don't ever really ask for favors because of we're a church. And that's because it seems like everyone that is a church always wants a favor. So I tried to de- uh, disprove that. And, uh, and, uh, and specifically don't ask for it, but my preschool director did, and uh, I don't know what this project would have cost. It wasn't a huge project, but I guarantee it would have at least been five, $6,000, and, uh, and they just did it for us. So um, thank you very much, and humanity, uh, there's, there's some good people still out there. So just want to start the podcast with that. Um, and now let me switch to negativity, uh, since I tend to do that so well on this podcast. Um, I want to uh, entitle this podcast Manure. Now, the reason I am is because I actually grew up in a small town in um, western New York. Um, I was between Buffalo and Niagara Falls. Um, there's a bunch of small towns in that area. And um, not only a bunch of small towns, but there's a lot of farms in that area. And between my house and my uh, grandfather's house, there's just a mile between us. And uh, going from my house to my grandfather's house, you pass by two different farms. Uh, the Devonteers and the Zucaries. Actually, the Zucaries were first, and then the Devonteers. But even if you're like a kid and asleep in the back seat, you knew when you were passing the farms. Why? Because the farms always had a pile of manure um, on the front part of their property. Um, and, uh, I mean, I, I guess they just like, they have the barns where all the cows are in and I'm just guessing. Um, and I apologize if I'm wrong on this, but you know, you just kind of, as you're cleaning out the, the, all the stalls, uh, they take that manure, they make a big pile of it. And I'm guessing, you know, when they're planting their wheat and, you know, all the other stuff that they, they're planting at the, in the spring, I guess, you know, they're probably fertilizing the ground with it, um, as they're, as they're planting. So, uh, Anyways, uh, if you've ever driven past a farm uh, that collects and keeps manure, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, There's just a smell to it and a stink to it. Well, you know what? Uh, In life, uh, there's a lot of things that uh, 
that that stink like manure and you just have to hear the headline of the story or or what have you and and you know it's a it's it's a bunch of manure it's just a um, it just it just stinks um, anyways I've got a few topics today uh, that that I want to talk about in my uh, manure podcast uh, the first is I was reading an article and uh, there's a CBS morning anchor of from the CBS morning show uh, he's a co-host I started to write his name down, but I wouldn't be able to pronounce it anyway, so I didn't write it down. But I think it's their main uh, national uh, morning show, not like a local affiliate or or anything. But um, he was given a pass to a guy uh, who was caught uh, on camera robbing a Walgreens and then riding off on his bike. And, you know, he said that the guy shouldn't have been uh, tracked down or arrested for what he did. Um, He was sure that he needed it. And if he needed it, like Walgreens was entitled to basically allow him to just go ahead and steal it. And they shouldn't have even concerned themselves with it. Well, as it turns out, um, as he was uh, caught and uh, arrested for that, um, he wasn't stealing toothbrushes and toothpaste and rolls of toilet paper and maybe even a stick of deodorant just, you know, so he could feel good about himself. Uh, He had a trash bag full of uh, hair care products. And hair care products are expensive. Um, they used to lock those up because people will steal them. Uh, but then that became a racial issue. Uh, so now you're not allowed to lock hair care products up anymore. And guess what? Now people are stealing hair care products. So um, that I'm going to give that one of my manure awards. Um, you just read that story and, 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 and it has... A nice odor to it. It stinks. And how in the world a co-host, an anchor of the CBS Morning Show can justify that? I'm going to just suggest, hey, if you're listening to this podcast, um, maybe go by the CBS studio in New York or I don't know, maybe even your local one and just help yourself to whatever they got in the lobby. Just start pulling out the chairs. They got one of those like bottled water, you know, uh, things that you fill up your glass with uh, some bottled water. Maybe some K-Cups. Um, you know, we just could go ahead and walk in there and bring a bag or two with you, a backpack, and just start loading up their K-cups and, you know, help yourself to whatever you feel like you need. And just let them know that um, the CBS Morning Show guys said it's, it's really not a big deal uh, because if you need it, no one should really stop you. Um, number two on my manure award for uh, this, this week, um, I'm preparing my message for Sunday. And um, I, I'm thinking about... Uh, I'm talking about the 12 spies that went and, uh, and checked out the, the promised land that God had told them to after they had fled from Egypt. Well, if you know the story, 10 of the spies were afraid to, uh, to take the land and gave bad reports saying that Israel shouldn't um, take the land. And two of them uh, said that, yes, with God's help, we can do it. And so, uh, anyways, um, I was just thinking how, you know, how, how do you get 10 that see a certain thing one way and two that see it an, another? I mean, they're looking at the same event and they're looking at the same uh, task, in this case, you know, having to conquer cities and people and so forth. Uh, but but 10, 10 of them say no way and two are like, yeah, we can do this. Well, what's the difference? Well, it's how you tend to view things. Are you viewing things through eyes of faith? Are you viewing things through eyes of doubt and uh and negativity um and it got me thinking about this whole covid thing that we're now past uh but i i want to make sure everyone realized just how duped everyone's been now in the spanish flu 1912 or whatever which was 
pretty big deal, but you know, schools were kept open and so forth in many cases. And um, you know, there there was there was a lot of people wearing masks, but it wasn't even anything like uh, what what it was this time around. Uh, but upwards of 50 million people apparently died from that. Now, back then, the world's population, 50 million people means that 2.7% of the world's population died as a result of the Spanish flu. Um, it's something to take serious when, you know, almost 3% of the world's population dies. Um, 50 million back then was a lot of people. Well, here we are. Um, we're a good, uh, what, year and a half into COVID now? The vaccine's out and... Um, you know, we, we should be pretty much done with this. That remains to be seen because everyone's still pumping the hysteria. Uh, but uh, so far, worldwide, you're ready for this, 3.8 million. Now, 3.8 million with this compared to 50 million in 1912 uh, with the Spanish flu. If there's not a big enough disparity between the 3.8 million uh, of COVID compared to 50 million of the Spanish flu, you have to take into account the world's po- population is um, significantly higher, like probably at least two to three times higher than what it was back then. Anyways, you do the math. Um, I think if I'm remembering right, when I ran the numbers, the world's uh, population was around 7 billion right now. Um, and if you uh, divide 3.8 million by 7 billion, that's how you come up with percentage, um, it, it comes out to being 0.00, so 0%, but then another zero, so not even a tenth of a percent, and then a five. So it turns out to be one half of a tenth of a percent. Not one half of one percent, one half of a tenth of a percent. So to put that in perspective, COVID compared to the 1912 flu, 1912 flu was 50 times more deadly. 50, five zero, not five times, not uh, twice as much. 50 times more deadly than what COVID has been worldwide. Not 2.7% of the world's population. 0.05, a half of a tenth of a percent. And everyone is talking about the Delta variant and all this other stuff. And, 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 and up in like the Northeast in some places, you still have to register to go to church. And, you know, people are still walking around wearing masks and all this other stuff because of something that was a 50th. One fiftieth as deadly as something that was a hundred years ago. It blows my mind. Which gets into the next step of the manure award, and, and that is it's become normal for people to take abnormal and try to sell it as normal. If I can tell you, I, I've said this like in the last month to different people, I said, do not take outliers and present them as being normal. Because if you're going to take outliers and present them as normal, then, you know, for instance, every Trump supporter is a, is a racist and rioter. Um, every uh, baby is in danger of COVID. You know, in other words, you can find examples for every extreme, but just because you find an extreme doesn't make that true to everyone else. Obviously, there's a lot of Trump supporters that aren't racist. I don't think Trump's a racist. I don't like him, but I don't think he's a racist. In fact, I know he's not a racist. Uh, but, 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 you know, d- does he have a few followers that are? Yeah. But we put him up on the news and we try to make that to be the norm for everyone. And we do that with politics. We do that with religion. 
Uh, we do that with COVID. We, we just do it with everything. And it really ticks me off because it skews truth and it skews reality. Just because you can show one example of something doesn't make it true. Just because you can show a million examples of something or even three million of examples of, thing, of something, when you're holding it up against seven billion, it doesn't make that the norm or it doesn't make that usual. But you see, news is not going to tell you what's normal because there's no, no one's going to sell articles telling you what you already know. They've got to tell you the extreme things, the things that aren't normal. And that's what we're going to actually stop and read. Because if we want to look at normal, you just pull your blinds up. You just start driving down the road. So listen, if you're listening to this podcast and we're talking, you, whatever you say better like literally be true and hold true. Because when something rarely happens, I don't want to hear about it. You can rarely get struck by lightning when you walk outside, but that doesn't mean none of us should be leaving our homes when it light, lightning's out. So stop taking abnormality and trying to make normality out of it. When you do it, you're a liar. You're skewing the truth, and it's it's immoral, and it's unethical, period. Last, uh, last um, kind of manure uh, award that I want to uh, throw out there is just... Uh, uh, I, I guess we always have to um, to consider where we're at in terms of a church. Um, and, and I think as a church, we're just uh, being far too quiet still in the world today, allowing things to kind of return back to normal, uh, not standing up for what truth is. I've just started a new ad campaign for our, our church, and that's We Speak Truth. Because every other church, they want to like celebrate the fact that they've got small groups great. They want to celebrate that they've got a family feel great. They want to celebrate the fact that they, you know, have uh, giveaways on Easter and special events and whatever. Great. Uh, let me ask you, are you willing to die because your church and for your church has like a good potluck? Are you willing to die for the fact that, you know, wow, my church has good small groups? Are you going to die on the fact that you feel welcome when you when you walk into the church we're not going to die in any of that stuff and and when pandemic hits when trial and adversity comes uh, everyone's going to scatter and, and it has and 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 that's why 20 percent of christianity still hasn't returned why because they were going for the wrong reasons in the first place but now if you think about truth and if your church speaks and stands for truth, now I'm willing to die for truth. Yep, to stand up for truth and speak truth, uh, to tell people about the truth of God's word and, and the truth of uh, salvation through Jesus Christ. Yep, I, I'm willing to die for that. Uh, I'm willing to die for um, uh, teachings like like the Bible is the word of God. And I'll die taking a stand on that. My point being is churches, we've just, we watered it down. Uh, we closed shop during the pandemic, and we've gone back to watered-down Christianity, a Christianity that people aren't willing to die for. I'm fishing in a different kind of pond. All those other churches, they've got their lines in there, and they can fight over all the people who want a really friendly place. Now, do I want a friendly place when people come in? Yeah, but you know what? That is not going to be the most important thing to me. The most important thing to me is going to be that we speak truth, um, that, that, that we teach our people to spread the message of the gospel. Uh, you know, it, those are the things that... 
that we're going to die for. Those are the things that are going to be um, rallying cries and, and why we will continue to meet even under adverse conditions, even under persecution, even under uh, threat of arrest, even under pandemics. Why? Because those are things that are worth dying for. Um, that's the pond that I want to fish out of. Let everyone else argue about who's the most friendly and who has the best potlucks and who has the most family feel and who has the best small groups. Let them all argue about that because that's the pond that they're fishing in. Let me ask you, wherever you're listening to this podcast, what church are you hearing saying we stand for truth? Uh, we're about truth. We, we're taking a stand in God and his word. We're going we're gonna to preach and teach God's truth. I don't hear any other church saying it. So you know what? We're going to say it. Because it seems like some some other people ought to be fishing out of that pond. Some other churches ought to be fishing out of that pond. So with that being said, I'm going to maybe uh, maybe next week, maybe I'm going to do a positive podcast. Uh, that, that would be a nice change. I'm not a negative person, but it is my opportunity to vent. Um, and I know a lot of you uh, need some opportunity to vent as well. So that's why a lot of times I tackle the uh, unpopular things here. Uh, that's why I tackle the manure on the on the podcast uh, but we also have to be positive so let me give that some thought over the next week thanks for listening and we'll talk to you soon have a great one